Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this surprise bonus episode, we're joined by a friend of the show, Nim, a.k.a. Maple Brownie, on Twitter, to discuss the movie on everyone's lips these days, Shah Rukh Khan's triumphant return to the big screen, Patan. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home of First Nations and Métis people. Nim! Welcome so much to the show. I feel like... Well, welcome so much. So much welcoming. So much welcoming. I just, I feel like this is so overdue. Mm -hmm. uh, you are local. You live here in the same city as we do in Edmonton. Yes. But uh, you've been on Condon. And twice. on... Yeah, Condon twice. And on Shahid's split-screen podcast. Both podcasts yes. not made in Edmonton. Yes. Yeah. Before, before you've made it to ours. And I have to say, like... This is our failing, for sure. That's all good. Good things take time, right? Yes. They, they, they take time to come to fruition, and so here we are, finally. Here well, we and go. I feel like all those shows are have more guests, have guests more frequently yes. than we yes. do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and I just, like, we have a hard time organizing you're, you're sitting at the table. This is where the magic happens. Yeah. These are the squeaky chairs where the yeah. magic happens, and yeah. uh, the really hot light bulb where the magic happens. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're experiencing it. Our amazing recording setup. Uh, Our studio. <laughs> yes. Welcome so much. Uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with you, do you want to give us a bit of just your background and your interest in Bollywood and Indian cinema? So I'm probably best known to be just my Twitter personality and Instagram, which is Maple Brownie. I've been into Bollywood since I was a little kid. I grew up with it. My mom was big into it, so we grew up into it. And I, I consider myself a bit of, of like a body, Bollywood cinephile. Like I just <laughs> love and breathe it. So mm. it's something that I, I love discussing and watching and going to the movies. And anytime there's something big, it's, it's always fun to have like a nice little watch party for it, which we were, mm -hmm. I, I was glad that we were able to do that this past weekend. Yeah. Yes, which and you, awesome. you got us amazing seats. That was my thing. I was like, first, <laughs> middle, right there, center. Yeah. We <laughs> were like right in the middle. It was yeah. playing at the like best auditorium yeah. in one of kind of the nicest theaters in the city. Yeah. And like the, it, the crowd was, it was a huge crowd. People were cheering. They were hype. They were really hype. Your friend was, she started off the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the hooting and hollering. Yeah, she was the one. <laughs> I was quite surprised at that, but that was awesome. I yeah, loved it. She was in the zone. And then everyone else just got into it as well too. So it was yeah. a great way of watching the movie. So I'm, I'm happy yeah. to, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited yeah. to talk about the movie and yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, we just finished our 2022 year-end wrap-up, and as we were doing it, we were just like, no one cares about any of this, Yeah. because the Patan only thing that. people care about is, is Patan. Like, yeah. that's the only thing we care Everyone about. Everyone has been talking about It's like, after yeah. this, is like, what next? Like, now it's like, no one's even thinking about anything that's coming out, or... Well, yeah. even looking at what's coming out, like, I'm just kind of, like, I'm well, all hyped now, and yeah. then I'm just like, I don't really have anything to get excited about yeah. till Bola. Time really, to watch right? War again. Yeah, yeah like no, I just, for sure. I was like, part of me is thinking, do I go back and watch Bertan again before mm -hmm. it leaves the theater, just once more, experience yeah. it on the big screen? Well, there's, speaking of theaters, There's nothing though. to get excited about. Speaking of theaters, yes. uh, we were going to talk a little bit about some deep Edmonton lore, because the theater where uh, most Hindi movies were shown up until... 
Well, let, let, let's let's go back because the the Cinema City movies twelve, if I remember right, opened in the nineties, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like a regular first run theater. Mm-hmm. Then in the two thousands, so like when we were in high school, mm-hmm. uh, it became like a dollar theater. I, I saw X two there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to smoke weed in the parking lot there, and then go <laughs> see three movies for a dollar. So it was a great deal. Yeah. But then in the mid two thousands, early twenty tens, it shifted to Hindi films, Chinese films. Yeah. Uh, Filipino films, all popular kinds. Asian cinema. Yeah. yeah, and now it's closing, and it's kind of a. It's not closing; it closed. Yeah. They gave yeah. no warning. It was. It just... was literally. I got a notice yeah. on a Friday yeah. on my phone because I go there quite frequent for the Bollywood movies, and it was like all of a sudden it's like thank you for being a patron of here, but we hope we can help you out at a different location in the future. And I was like, what? What am I supposed yeah. to do yeah. with all the small Bollywood movies that used to come out that only mm-hmm. played there? So like my hope is that you know other places will play it. But I'm I'm really fearful yeah. and worried that we might not get as many of the the different variety of films that we did. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I'd seen that there was Arabic films being filmed, um, like shown there as mm-hmm. well too. So like it, yeah. it had become a really big multicultural place. Punjabi every yeah, weekend. It was exactly. You would see like those giant uh, posters, like. 50 feet tall. Those yeah. huge ones. They would just yeah. be for some Punjabi movie. Yeah. I remember there was one, I don't remember the title. Was but it, it Diljito? No, but it was a, It was one of the many field hockey movies. Mm. It was oh, during yeah, like, yeah. the whole yeah. field hockey yeah. explosion. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a giant one outside the theater. I have a picture of you standing under it. Um, and it's an actor, and I apologize, I can't remember who it is, like mm-hmm. in bed with like a trophy and like a field hockey stick. And it was just, it was so funny and it was so, so big. Yeah. yeah. But this um, is leaving kind of like a... Uh, a hole in the film landscape yeah. here. Uh, I know that downtown has picked up a few. They're showing the new uh, Pellissery film. Mm-hmm. That's downtown. And they've got a few others. And South Edmonton Common is showing. That's where we saw Patan. And uh, Tamarack is showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, that was all they showed up there. Yeah. It was all popular Asian cinema. Yeah. And we're not, we don't have anything like that anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because since the closure was announced and we were in we were in Vancouver. Yeah. So I just get this text from you, Nim, like City Movies Twelve is closing. And I was just like, what? what? But the reaction that I've seen um They're like on, the bed bug place. Online, yes. Well I was gonna get to that. Online yeah. and then kind of in um like the one news story mm-hmm. that that's reported on this, which I think was from CTV, has really just talked about it as a budget theater as a dollar mm-hmm. theater and it really hasn't been that for at least the past decade yeah and so what i find really interesting was that you know this is the loss of a cultural space mm-hmm. yeah. and no one is talking about it yeah. all all the mainstream asian films from bollywood to punjabi filipino south korean chinese hong kong they all and 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 now arabic was yeah. starting yeah they all played there regularly to sometimes very small crowds, like when Matt and I would go yeah. on a wintry night to what see Sancheria. What was that one we saw with Sancheria. Benjelina? Was that, uh, it was like a Journey to the West Chinese. Like, um, Legend of Ravaging Dynasties or something yeah, like that? Like yeah, just like some weird CGI yeah. Chinese movie where people fight and there's like a monkey king. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's not yeah. gonna... They, we saw Kim Ji-Woon's Age yeah. of Shadows there. Like yeah. we saw... We'd, we wouldn't just go for Indian films. No, exactly. The yeah. last thing we saw was PS1. PS1, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now it's just like, it's left this kind of... I'm unsure of where all these films are going to be shown. I yeah. was looking a bit today, and I have noticed that the Indian films... 
um, are really being picked up kind of across the city. So mm-hmm. downtown has been showing a lot of South Indian films. Okay. Tamarack, yeah. South Amitakaman, yeah. showing a lot of Bollywood. The Chinese Which films... Which arguably makes more sense because it's very close to Milwaukee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Chinese films, uh, so The Wandering Earth 2 yeah. and another one, are playing at Scotiabank in West Ed. So wow. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because on one hand, I think there was a sense that because all these movies were playing in the North End... Oh, sorry, and the, there's a Filipino film playing in uh, Manning, Manning okay. Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to feel about this, because on one hand, I think there was the sense that um, because these movies are only advertised to diaspora and cultural mm-hmm. audiences mm-hmm. and not targeting, you know, kind of the mainstream, um, that by putting them in this rundown theater in the North End of Edmonton that at times had rumors of bed bugs, though it was... And mice. And, mm-hmm. and mice, though I think Cineplex did, after kind of some of those rumors came out, try yeah. and clean up the place. Yeah. But I think there was a sense that, like, they were ghettoizing things, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So on one hand, having Asian films playing all over the city does seem like a good thing, but it's just like, there's this... It's not a one-stop shop anymore. Yeah, Yeah. and that's, I think, it is a bit harder in the sense of, like, I really have to now, before I knew exactly my time, my route, Mm -hmm. everything that I had to take to get there, and now it's, like, trying to figure out and plan out what is the best place and where to get the tickets, whatever. Yeah. But that being said, like, I have to say, even though places like Tamarack are playing it, I personally found that the timings always didn't work out, Mm -hmm. because, like, you know, we went to go see Phone Booth, and... Oh, that was ridiculous. Right? And then there was, like, one showing at six Mm -hmm. o'clock in the evening, and I was like, well, some people have to work and I had to like adjust my work schedule around it. And that's where I get a bit worried in the sense of like, am I going to have to constantly change my personal life to suit their needs? Mm-hmm. And, and if so, what is the cost effectiveness of that? Right? Like, is it going to be something I'm going to do just once in a while? Yeah. Or is it something that I can do regularly? Because yeah. at least when we had the one location, they had multiple showings of most of the movies. And yep. now it's like in order to accommodate the fact that they're having all of these movies yeah. in the bigger cinemas with all of the Hollywood films as well, that means there are probably going to be less showings that are going to come up of it. It's going to be, like, be like Metro where, you know, something that seems like a great movie, it's going to be on 9 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, and you know? shorter runs. Yeah. yeah. And so this is what I was thinking was my concern earlier today because I was talking with a friend of mine about this. Uh, who is Chinese and she's also very interested in Korean cinema. And so mm-hmm. she was wondering um, about this new Tony Lung film that's coming out. Yes. Yeah. She's wondering about this new Tony Lung film, Hidden Blade, yeah. if it would be playing in Edmonton because we no longer have mm-hmm. Cinema City Movies 12. Right. And so that's why I was looking up, like, where are the Chinese films playing? Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I was aware of, like, where all the Indian stuff had kind of moved, but yeah. what about the Chinese yeah. films? Because, you know, again, we would go. St- see Chinese, Hong Kong, Korean yeah. films. Huge Punjabi uh, audience here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Huge Punjabi audience yeah. here. Uh, but I'm concerned that we're going to get shorter runs now because yeah. if they're now kind of competing for space, like even if they are being picked up yeah. on some of these other theaters, mm-hmm. um, admittedly nicer theaters that are more yeah. comfortable often yeah. to yeah. watch three-hour-long sure. movies in, yeah. um, but they're com- they'll be competing for space. And so you could kind of rely on a smaller... A smaller film, like not a Patan-sized blockbuster, yeah. to play for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. We're going to no. get less show times, and they're going to run it's for gonna shorter periods. If you can't catch it the first week, you're going to miss it. Sort yeah. of a deal, I feel like. And and I mean that's happened with a couple other movies. I'm trying to think of one that I wanted to take my mom to, and by the time my mom came back from her vacation, this movie mm. was gone. And I 
totally can't remember. Vikram Veda. I was in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. It was only on for two weeks, right? Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, I don't know. This is this is the time for the downtown theater yeah. to shine. I mean, uh, yeah. They we were there yesterday and yeah. no one was there. <laughs> so you might as well show these movies that have an inbuilt audience sure. and they this is a this is a section of the population who is well known to going out to movies. That's the thing is it mm-hmm. is a big thing within like the the Indian mm-hmm. culture yeah. with the Chinese culture is like movies have become kind of a central point of our cultural experiences mm-hmm. in a way and that that's why the industries are so big as they are yeah. because people like to go to the movies they want to have that little bit of escapism out yeah. of their life and so the fact that Cineplex and Landmark aren't capitalizing on that as much as they could potentially is, to me is a bit of a bad business model yeah. right yeah. like I feel like they need to have perhaps a cultural um, kind of liaison somebody to speak with and talk to and be like how can we best improve this for everyone because yeah. like there's so much potential for for something to come of this yeah well, they were gonna do uh in ice district they're gonna do that other theater and i don't think that's happening anymore yeah it got canceled. We, we were kind of thinking like okay if that's gonna be the downtown sort of megaplex maybe maybe the one instead of city center can be kind of the indie theater mm-hmm. but now there's no downtown movie theater that's being built and the the city center one's just falling apart so yeah. Yeah. it's the worst of both worlds I, yeah I, I think it's a huge loss as yeah. much as like it was really annoying to get out there transit mm-hmm. is not good no. especially yeah. in the winter because the walk from the LRT station to the theater uh, didn't have sidewalk oh, and it yeah. wasn't well lit. You have to wow. walk right by the uh, slaughterhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty so gross. So in, in the winter especially we really had to rely on, on cabs. It yeah. was what it was. In the yeah. summer you could, you know, yeah. You could That's why we do the advertising, stays. folks, so we can get up to the theater. <laughs> and in the summer, you know, it, it would stay light out longer, so you could kind of yeah, manage. It was kinda nice better. in the summertime to do that little walk. Yeah. 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 But I do I do think this is leaving um it's leaving a hole in the landscape for me. Um and just at a time when I think Asian popular cinema is starting to reach yeah. a wider audience. Big time. For instance, Which, yeah. we saw Triple R up there. Yeah. And you know, it had it, it played for a month and then yeah. it came, comes back to these uh, other Keeps theaters. Coming back. Comes back to these like southern theaters later. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, do you think that this maybe also has to do with southern, as in south of the south, city? Southern city. Edmonton, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to get to south su- of the river. I was going to get to South Indian films though, because I wondered, does this play into that whole sort of uh, them not being shown at certain theaters because of what's going on in Ontario? Well, Cineplex still isn't really showing them, but they are playing at the Landmark downtown. Yeah. So yes. that's an interesting yeah. split I'm seeing yeah. is where the Landmark downtown really has all the South Indian yeah. in films. When we would go to Movies 12 to see a South Indian film, it would always be dubbed in Hindi. It would mm-hmm. never be... In English. Or in, in the language, Delibor, yeah. Tamil, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So um, I still don't see Cineplex playing any South Indian films, but they are the Landmark is, so that's... Yeah. I need more that's reporting good. on that. That's such a weird story. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is that there was no discussion, no nothing. It just kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then it happened so abruptly because they're like, Sunday is the last showing, and I was like, I still want to go and see an action hero. Yeah. And yeah. I was hoping it was going to play one more week because my week was finally opening yeah. up. And by the time I was getting there, it's like, nope, we're closing down. And I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, it's on Netflix now, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, with a city the size of Edmonton yeah. and... Which the, was at one point known for having the most cinema screens per capita in Canada, right? Uh, yes. Al- Albertans in general go to more movies than other provinces. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, Edmonton has a really diverse population. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a loss, even though on one hand, like, I wasn't a fan of the actual, like, building no, and facilities. No, and, and it was never about, like, yeah, the facility yeah. or the building. It was always about the fact that you had a place that you can go watch at least something that you mm-hmm. wanted to watch, right? Yeah. That wouldn't be playing anywhere else. And I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Like, I, it, to, to be fair, my siblings all said they refused to go there because, like, my sister actually did come across, across the mice mm-hmm. once when we took like so like you know that stuff did happen in the past but i did feel that they cleaned it up and they were maintaining it a lot better than they had in the past and that being said like i put that all stuff aside to go and be able to watch the movies like i mean yeah Peria played there, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's another one we missed. It didn't yeah, have a long and window. like Bublaya too was playing there. And like these are not like big like pull super pull. Like they'll play in a week in a big yeah. place, but at least there it was there for a couple of weeks, so yeah. people were able to go and watch these type of movies on their own schedules. And again, that's the thing that I'm worried about is like how is this going to play into my personal yeah. schedule, and yeah. I'm going to miss out on an experience because I just can't take that time off to go on yeah. these timings that they have. It's a huge films, opportunity, I would say. No, I think films like Ram and Ragab 2.0, Sancheria, which we saw there, yeah. those I just don't see. They won't come. They won't yeah. come. They I won't don't know. Come. I'm. Yeah. We'll see how things go. Um, yeah. On one hand, I think this could be an opportunity if there was interest in kind well, of... Well, Metro could pick up the slack too, I think. Yeah. They'll put it on at weird hours, but they're, you know... There's an audience for these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like this this loss of a cultural space is just everyone keeps talking about it like it was a dollar funny, theater. Right? And it hasn't been that for no. a really long time. It's a cultural space where you all go to not talk to each other. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you much. all go and look in one direction <laughs> and watch, um, when there watch was a movie. A, when there was a new Punjabi film, oh, you yeah, would yeah. see all the uncles lined up yeah. chatting. It was no, always very sure. cute. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very sweet to see. So yeah. yeah and, and and again it's too bad because like I don't think these industries, these films open globally, and this is a this is a conversation that that has been happening with Patan and, and ties into it. These films open globally, but they never market themselves, at least in North America, to yeah. an audience outside of yeah. the diaspora audience, the cultural yeah. audience. And there's starting to be, and and that that's always I've always been frustrated by that yeah. because you know I I watch Matt and I watch a lot of movies from. Other countries, not just art house movies, obviously, like Bollywood is the thing that we're most passionate about. But you know, we always thought like more people should be interested in these movies. They're enjoyable. There's mm-hmm. so much. There's so much to enjoy here. Um, and and so it's it's frustrating to me that you know, yeah. like things like um, the Mermaid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Chow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, like Stephen Chow's The Mermaid, when it played out there, there was like no press about it whatsoever, even though like Kung Fu Hustle was a big crossover hit. And so mm-hmm. I at least thought like, well, I can still tell people like, check out, check out what's playing at the theater. Like yeah. there's always something there and now it's gone. And so I think it's like, I think it's a loss for the cultural communities um, where they could go see movies in their own language with their own stars but I also think it's a loss for just all audiences yeah. yeah you know if you had an interest in these movies you had a place to go yeah, yeah. So. I agree 
Well, I think that that brings us to Patan. We saw Patan at a really nice theater. <laughs> yes, we did on the AVX. Yeah, <laughs> it was very nice. It was it was Cinema One, like yeah. the prestige, the biggest one of them all. Yeah, exactly. Do and you wanna, it was great. Do you want to set up the film? It was actually funny when I went to go pee during one scene. Uh, there was a woman like recording on her phone the whole thing, like, "Yep, house full here too." So like she was telling people back home, wow. presumably that yeah. this movie in Edmonton. Was it's doing really well. It was packed house. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's got to show something, right? Yeah. No, but, uh, sure. yeah, so Patan, directed by Siddharth Anand, starring Shah Khan, Deepika Padukone, John Abraham, Dimple Kapadia, and Ashutosh Rana. I did not know Dimple Kapadia was in this until she showed up on screen, and I was very excited about oh, it. I, I, well, I remember seeing her in the trailer, so I knew she had a bit of a role, but I wasn't sure exactly to what extent. So yeah. her having more of, of what it was, I was very much happy about that. Yeah, she's probably, like, the fourth main character, I'd say. Yeah. I just realized I never watched the trailer. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't oh watch God. the trailer because I knew I was going to see it. Like, I, I was... Super, I don't know why. I, was, I just never watched the trailer. Well, we, we knew it was going to happen, and we didn't yeah. want to ruin anything, and we were just super hyped for it. Like, there's no way we're not going to go see this. But I'm not, so. a, I'm not a, like, I don't watch the trailer because I don't watch spoilers thing. I just, like, I just realized I never saw the trailer. We typically don't watch the songs ahead of time. No. Like, I'll do sometimes, but you're usually pretty adamant about mm-hmm. it. Um, I like seeing them in context. Yeah. So this is the fourth film in the Wire of Spy universe, which kind of developed backwards (laughs) into a universe. (laughs) Yeah. With this film, they've retroactively created a cinematic universe. And as much as I'm like over the idea of an extended cinematic universe, uh, I do find this very charming. And maybe it's because I like all these movies. (laughs) Yeah. They're actually all like really cute on their own asses, and it's kind of fun mm-hmm. to see how they're going to be able to actually coordinate and and kind of interchange the characters and create their own like little things out of it. So mm-hmm. now that we've got, I guess, the three main characters of Tiger, um, Kabir, and Bertan, it's like how are they all going to you know mix up? And mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to do something like you know Avengers in um, you know Infinity yeah. War and or Endgame kind of like you know where they have this one crazy massive. I like, just feel yeah. like that would break the screen. Like I just <laughs> because the thing about like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is kind of like the that's the one everyone's, everyone's trying to chasing, chasing that, that. yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I'm not the first person to point this out, is that there's no movie stars there. Yeah. Like, no. those movies kind of sort of create movie stars. They sort of don't. Like, there's a lot of questions of, like, is Chris Helmsworth actually a movie star? Yeah. Uh, but here, these are movie stars. Yeah. These yes. are bona fide. Like, that's the reason we're going to see these movies. These yeah. are bona fide, larger-than-life movie stars. That's yeah, we're I not just... really keeping up on the, what's going on in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just... And, and also, these are not characters we're already familiar with. Like, yeah. for me, as much as, like, it's Tiger and Kabir, it's, I'm still just, like, at Salman Khan. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's with yeah. the Roshan, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that star power. What makes me kind of sad is I don't think we will ever get, like... A Zoya uh, Rabina team up with Katrina Kep and Topeka Padukone because yeah. I'm like, I just can't imagine Topeka Padukone unless, unless, hear me out, yeah. Rambia Kapoor is shown to be the main villain of the universe and those <laughs> like two I team just up to take him out. That. Yeah. That, they might, that might bring them, he's the Thanos. Because yeah. I, um, Katrina Kep's performance as Zoya is like one yeah. of my all time oh, no, favorite she's, performances she's, yeah. of hers. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I would, I, I've said for years, I just want a Zoya movie. And I'm like, yeah. oh, can you imagine the two of them teaming up? And I'm like, yeah. but it'll never happen. Yeah. 
so just to be clear, the, the films in the Spy Universe so far are Ek the Tiger, which directed by Kaber Khan, uh, Tiger Zindahe, which was directed by Ali Abbas Safar. This is interesting that they're all different directors, directors too. Yeah. It's, well, almost. It's well, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, but like it's yeah. it's the it's the studio that's putting this together. Yeah. And the directors, even though Kaber Khan, Ali Abbas Safar, and Siddharth Anand, who did War in this one, are like pretty big guys. Like mm-hmm. they're they're known for other films apart from mm-hmm. this. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. kind of like being brought together after the fact. Yeah. And, and then the. Tiger Three, Tiger Three has Manish Sharma directing it, which what? I'm like, where did, why? But what? What else I did Manish Sharma do? Um, Shadzi Romance, yeah. Okay. Ladies versus Ricky Ball, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's another one in there that I'm forgetting. Actually, he's not done really action. Yeah, movies. yeah. I like those movies. But. <laughs> oh, like, did he do? He did Ban Baja Barat. Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay. Not so, action movies. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, ti- just like, I maybe think, Tiger Three is not going to be quite as action packed as we think. <laughs> I think of him as like. A delightful rom-com director. Yeah, exactly. Maybe That's Tiger and like, Zoya buy a bakery somewhere and they have know. to... <laughs> but it'll be interesting. Supposedly, the only person that has a clear kind of idea of where this is going is Aditya Chopra himself, oh, okay. which is the head of the YRF. Yeah. And he will never give an interview. Exactly. So we're, we're never going to know yeah. where things are going until we actually watch the films. Yeah. yeah. So... So the film opened Republic Day, January 25th, and it is making mucho dollars, or, you know, mucho rupees. Uh, first Hindi film to gross 100 crore on first day. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. The fastest Hindi film to pass 200, 300, and 400 crore worldwide. So yeah. it passed 200 crore on the second day, 300 on the third, and 400 on the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. This is <laughs> crazy. <bonkers>. Yeah. <laughs> this is the highest IMAX grosses for an Indian film. And, okay, so on this one, I'm kind of wondering... Because the SS Rajamouli films always have kind of a weird distribution. Mm-hmm. I remember Bahu Bali. Mm-hmm. It was like some dentist or somebody who brought it here. Like some weird company that just got set up for that. Whereas well, no, this is getting like legit distribution. Edmonton Movie Club brought in um, like the, the South Indian language versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then someone else distributed the Hindi, Hindi language version. Yeah. But like yeah. the the distribution network wasn't really set up as well. For Triple R, they set it up yes. pretty good. Very well. and, but I'm wondering and, if the IMAX thing specifically is just because this is coming at a time where the distribution makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the distribution for South Indian films is a little more interesting because they... Um, manipulate the ticket prices a bit more, yeah. um, which you don't. Yeah, get it was with like Bollywood. twenty-five yeah. bucks to go see Bahubali, if I remember. Not right. here in Edmonton. Not in Edmonton, yeah. but uh, like Melanie, right. Movie Maven Gal talked about how expensive it was to go see it in Chicago because wow. they were manipulating the ticket prices a bit more. Oh. We don't, we don't get that as much in Canada yeah. with the South Indian films, but I yeah. know it's a thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. that's also makes the numbers on those films a little suspect. Whereas yeah. Padan, this yeah. is like just straight well, up regular movie. The numbers on understanding box office for Indian cinema in general, there are already big question marks because Always, of yeah. the way they, like globally, just because yeah. of the way yeah. they're recorded. So that is also a part of it. I did hear that like for the this week, I think they had slashed some of the ticket prices in India mm. just to get more people to come out and, yeah. and, and yeah. watch the movie. For repeat views? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so... You always, I, I never know exactly how that kind of stuff factors into it as well, too. And they have tiered pricing in it. Yes, yeah, so they do. That's also going to muddy the waters yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, movie set Hindi and Indian film records in North America, the UK, Australia, UAE, New Zealand, Germany, Malaysia, Singapore, and Saudi Arabia. Yep. So that's wild. Yeah. Written yeah. about in New York Times, I believe, today. 
Oh, really? I, I, you wait until today? Well, I think there was something like, oh, okay. um, it was an article saying like, Pathan is its own sensation not connected to Triple R. Because your average American white person is probably uh, thinking right. like, ah, yeah. is this related right. to the only other Indian yeah, movie, movie I know about? Know. So yeah. that there was kind of a explainer about that. Mm-hmm. I'll find that and put it in the notes. But there was sure. kind of talking about, it's weird that two Indian movies are popular. But they're completely forgetting <laughs> yeah. like, giant star in this movie and two giant stars and a giant director in Triple yeah. like, But also completely different, different film, film industries. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they, they lump it all together. Yeah. Uh, so what, this has been... Three weeks now? Two weeks? This is the fifth two. highest grossing Hindi like film of all time. It's like been two weeks, yeah. barely. Yeah, fifth it's high- been literally a week. Yeah. yeah. It's been a week that it's been out. It's yeah. Because yeah. it opened up last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it's been a week. <laughs> so the, the fifth highest grossing film, the Hindi film of all time. Yeah. Eighth highest grossing Indian film of all time. Yeah. Highest grossing film of Shah Rukh Khan's career and all of YRF. Which is bonkers. And again, it's only been a week. Yeah. So I can't even imagine where it's gonna head. Because like I was just looking at the, the weekend schedule for the movie. Yeah. So it's gonna open it's already at South Common. It's also in playing in Red Deer, but mm-hmm. for this weekend they're opening up at Manning on the mm-hmm. north side. Mm-hmm. So that would be like again smart. Just like, you know, you've got your whole north side population that's waiting to go. So yep. I can only imagine growing from here. Yeah. Yeah. And go, people. And nothing else is yes. in the theater, by if the way. If you're listening yeah. to this and you're, like, on the fence about going or not sure about going, go. You're going to have a great time. But also, like, show theaters that, like, they yes. should yes. be bringing in Indian films. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, we just went to go see Infinity Pool yesterday. That, <laughs> like, that is a very weird horror movie by a Canadian oh. director. Like, that... Is that it, the that, Alexander Skarsgård? Yes, yeah. 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 But, like... That's the only other thing really going. Megan, yeah. the robot movie, has been in theaters for like a month. Like, so long. Avatar has been out there for quite some time now. Yeah. Too. yeah. Go see this movie. It's yeah. new and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, critics love this movie. They do. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty critically acclaimed. for us, I guess. But, uh, and uh, Shah Rukh Khan. We'll get to that. Do the plot first. Oh, okay. So the plot of the film. Uh, so distantly related to other things that happen in the spy <laughs> universe. Because... If I remember right, Tiger was a raw agent. They all are raw agents. Mm-hmm. Except Pathan has his own unit called Joker. Yes. <laughs> Which he made well, up for some he reason. He used to be a raw agent yeah. who got injured, and after that he had to create this whole different unit. Well, they all used to be raw yeah, agents. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the story kind of related to us. The first half is basically a flashback. And also, does the story matter? The story... Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the story was actually pretty tight. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, Pathan is this uh, legendary raw agent who also started his own agency run by Dipal Kapadia and Ashutosh Rana. Uh, and he... We first see him getting beaten up by some guys in... Somewhere in Africa. Somewhere in Africa. Literally somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Africa. In Africa. <laughs> it's a it's an arms bazaar. <laughs> yeah. Someone's buying a nuke over there. There's, There's guy... women haggling over things yeah. randomly. Yeah, one of those places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, the somewhere. same place that's in war when uh, Tiger Tiger Shroff uh, flies his car through the wall and starts shooting people. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be. It's confusing. probably <laughs> that same place. Yeah. Um, but he's getting beaten up, and then he says uh, basically. Like Zindahe. Like, I'm actually alive. Yeah. I, this is my cunning trap to find this guy, Rane. <laughs> I'm going to kidnap him and get some info out of him. And then, yeah, we have our new hero. It's Patan. He's a, uh, uh, 
a superstar spy. Mm-hmm. It has a very similar plot structure to War, where you kind of are introduced in the present day. Yeah. Then you go back to kind of understand how we got to this point and understand um, the relationship between all the main players. Yeah. And so when we go back, we learn how... And there's a flashback within a flashback. Yeah, yeah very important, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, but when we go back, we learn about how Patan met Rubina, played by um, Deepika Kapadukon. Why he hates Jim so much. Jim yeah. is also a very she, fun name for the main villain. <laughs> it's just Jim. similar to Zoya um, in... The Tiger films is Pakistani. Okay, hold on, hold and on. They, so she went to medical school to be a doctor and then became a spy even though her father was I, tortured I, by the government? I already, Matt, I already <laughs> explained this to you. She is Dr. Christmas Jones. Yeah, Dr. Christmas Jones <laughs> She the is, world the, is not enough. the Indian version of Dr. Christmas Jones. Yeah. Yes. Except she was a nuclear scientist, but yeah. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Really, if you're listening to us now, you know the plot of this movie. Well, yes. Anyway, so um, basically they have to team up to stop John Abraham, who yeah is our main yeah. villain slash terrorist. He, he yeah. has a bioweapon called Rock Budge, which is just like smallpox too. <laughs> Essentially. I was quite surprised they went the whole like, you know, virus pandemic kind of route. I yeah. was like, damn, they're really hitting us in like the, the modern history sense. And I really, okay, so Tucker's into, hey, it's saving a bunch of nurses in Iraq, I think. And that is based on, on a, a true, true story. story. Hilariously. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and the Tiger, is, I think there was a, a satellite that killed there's people. There's a Malayalam film about that exact same thing that came out the same year called Takeoff. I haven't been able to find it, but I've heard okay. really good things about it. I yeah. really need to catch up with it at some point to see like the other version of it and if it has you know some big hero with bulging muscles and just like jumping in the middle of it all and if I remember in war I think someone was going to get nuked so like it makes sense to go to like one of the other things that can destroy the world but like what are they going to do next that's true it's like it seems that they have to keep on outdoing themselves on like what is the like you know villain's ultimate goal here yeah Yeah. or kind of the the twist about um the action or also like crazy concepts that can exist in this world i mean spoiler for roar but it introduced like face swapping technology which delighted me to no end as a fan (laughs) of john woo um mission impossible yes but i did feel like i was like okay so what is he going to do in this movie and it did kind of to me feel like he was like well I have to do different things and I don't know if they always I found them as satisfying in war I, I think war was as in prob- war yeah war was probably the best as far as those plot twists kind of went here mm-hmm. I felt like they were a little bit more predictable yeah. but I yeah. wonder if it was because he was perhaps playing it safe with the story in order to make sure that you know Shark got the best because remember it's his comeback film yeah. after yeah. Zero which failed miserably in 2018 yeah. so there had to have been something that was a good solid kind of a you know story yeah. to, to work off of he is repeating action scenes though because War, there was the whole thing on the icebreaker, and this we have the motorcycle chase on the ice. Yeah, I don't think your friends were impressed by Topeka's <laughs> skating. skating. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Love that. I don't know if she could skate faster than a motorcycle, but, but pretty impressive. I'm here for like the ridiculousness of Bollywood. Like yeah. when it goes full ridiculous, like your partner had a very incredulous grin on his face. Because I was checking, like, what does he think? I get why some people get dismissive, but I'm like. 
If you're gonna go for it, go no, for it. And, and it thing. went for it. Yeah, and, and for me, like going in, knowing like the the type of movies that we've had in the past with it, like even with War, especially, like there were outlandish types of stunts. But so I was just like, I just yeah. let my mind be like, okay, go blank. It's just whatever the experience yeah. is, live it. Yeah. You know, face swapping is on the table. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> Anything goes. Why can't we have a skater who can skate as fast as a motorcycle? Yeah. I we loved are, it. Yeah. We also at the end of War, there is a big fight. I think in a frozen church in Russia. Oh my god! Yes! They're bouncing off the walls, yes! and in this, it's a Afghani village. Yeah, house. a dilapidated house on a cliff yeah. that is basically like about to fall any second. Yeah, it's so amazing. There are a few things that repeat over the course of this one. Yeah, from war, but, but that's okay I mean, I still love like, it. <laughs> it's a it's a formula. I mean. Siddhartha Dhanan is kind of using the same formulas, as you said, like Mission Impossible, Bond, the Fast and the Furious movies. Exactly. It's a formula, and I mean, the Fast and Furious movies get, like, completely ridiculous. Yeah. And it's a formula that, or again, John Woo, Mm -hmm. it's a formula that I enjoy, and I think when a film kind of commits to the -the over-the-top, ridiculous action film and does it well, then, like, I'm satisfied. This is where my prediction for the next one comes in. It's going to be a John Wick ripoff featuring (laughs) Rithik Roshan against everyone else. That's my guess. But I want to go back... He'll be burned by the agents. Well, he's already burned by the agents. He's already burned by them. He'll come back, he'll do some stuff, then be like, oh, you're on the agency again. And he'll be like, perfect. Now I can do my revenge. (laughs) And do you think Vani Kapoor is still alive, or are we going to get a new girl? We're going to get a new girl, because she died quite brutally. I think so, and I I think it should be Ashwarya Rai. If you could get her, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I feel like that's the toughest thing, is like, Ashwarya is very, very selective these days, and I don't know if she'll want to go into a full-on masala type of film. But she, like, she showed with, like, Jazba that she's interested in doing... like, could be But that she's interested in doing, like action mm-hmm. postpartum yeah uh and like her her chemistry with Ritha Groshan is like legendary yeah, no yeah. for sure so I'm just like I don't know maybe it's like the doom too yeah. like I just want that I guess Ronnie Mukherjee would also be fantastic but I just want it to be someone age appropriate are they going to I, be roping in other franchises because yes. this franchise kind of was three different movies that got brought together by this yeah. so mm-hmm. is race on the table is uh well no because they have to be wired up the, but like yeah just do a knockoff version. so bang bang get, is get, get, on the table get Cypher in there like just have him play not Ranveer Singh again but like someone similar <laughs> I do like the idea that it would be fun if they could pull an Agent Vinod because um yeah. Yeah. not enough love for Agent Vinod that was a good movie they have to mm. be it has to be wire up yeah. yeah I think a Karina Kapoor would be fantastic with yeah. the version yeah. oh, yeah, that would be a good idea yeah, that would be great. That would, uh, like, yeah. In that conversation we were having with Beth of Bollywood when she was talking about Age of Unknown, mm-hmm. I said the final villain should be Madame X. Um, <laughs> you know, just get Rekha back. Yeah. Like, beautiful, perfect film. <laughs> she would be a smartest, like, you know, mastermind. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back to what you were saying, Nim, about uh, this being Shah Rukh Khan's comeback film, about yes. him having not done anything since Zero. Because I want to ask you guys, like, why is this movie such a sensation? Why is it so big? And I think one of the reasons, I think there, I think there are a number of reasons, yeah. but I think one of the reasons is that 
Shah Rukh Khan hasn't, he hasn't made a film where he's been starring in it for four years. Because he was in Burmastra. Yes, yeah. he had his cameo in Burmastra, which I think was the best part of Burmastra. And the cameo was amazing. Like, as soon as yeah. I, when he came on screen and I saw him, I was like, yes, I was like, finally, he's back on screen. Yeah. I was like, more excited for him than I was yes. for the rest of the movie. Right? He had cool monkey <laughs> like, king powers. It was can great. Can you bring him back? I want to see his story. And yeah. I think it primed us all for this. Yeah. Like, I think that cameo... It was just like, mm-hmm. it was It was the best part of the movie. It was right yes. at the top. And it, it just like... We hadn't really seen him do action too. And he's getting in a fight with those yeah, guys. Yeah, oh. And he's jumping yeah. off walls yeah. Yeah. and it was bouncing. Great. And but he hasn't starred in anything since Zero, which came in, out in 2018. Before that, it was Jab, Harry Met Sajal, and Raiz in 2017. I kind of like Raiz. So, I like Raiz. The ending was yeah. dumb. I don't yeah. like that, that twist. Uh, and fan I liked a lot well again fan I liked the first half a lot yeah. and that technology they used to make the young version of him mm-hmm. we found in La Chata yeah. but also like he's been playing around with red chilies a lot it seems like and yeah. getting that well, that's up speed. his company but like <laughs> bringing that energy to war I thought the effects looked pretty great you mean Patan? no sorry Patan yeah. Bring, yes. bringing that energy to Patan the effects look awesome yeah. actually yeah. and but- he's he's got his own side business of the ILM of India. <laughs> I mean, the effects in Zero look pretty good, too. It's just Zero is... The story was just super weak in okay, Zero. Okay, so you've seen Zero. I've seen Zero. And have you seen Zero? I've seen Zero. Matt has never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I just found that it was just... From start to finish, I understand that he was trying to do something different. Because that was his yeah. big thing. It's like, where do I go now? Because mm-hmm. at the time, he was like early 50s. Just kind of can't be the same old romantic hero that he had been for the last 20 years. So I understand that he's trying to experiment to be like, where can I go from yeah. here? But the problem is, is it wasn't a age appropriate as yeah. well as the story itself was very like lacked kind of awareness of what he was trying to do because yeah. there's a lot of stuff about like him being like a dwarf yeah. and then Anushka Sharma's character having cerebral palsy and all this stuff and he's a deeply unlikable character and exactly. I don't mind an anti-hero I don't yeah. mind a movie about an unlikable person but it's just like uh, like the whole mixture of like him yeah him playing a little person and yeah. then that relationship yeah. with Anushka Sharma and how cruel they are to one like the yeah. whole thing is just so, so off-putting weird and very like yeah like it and was a movie that come about him competing with the monkey to go to space like right. just <laughs> I forgot about that yeah no and then I'm sorry to go to Mars Mars, Mars. Yeah. and it was just like one of those things where it was just again it was a pretty ridiculous story but the, the ridiculousness with his like you know dislikable personality and the like it's just there's so many little things about it that I, I honestly hope wish that had somebody looked at that script from outside of his world perhaps they would have advised him yeah. not to do it because yeah. it just wasn't the right fit for him and I don't think it's a story that should ever be told because there really was no <laughs> a movie that should not exist yeah, yeah like the the middle section okay if you cut out everything yeah, you said and, I would like the Katrina Kef part. yeah if you cut out everything and only keep the scenes if, about Katrina Kef pretty good Abe Dale's totally playing uh, Rambir Kapoor yeah no and, and the thing is if they would have done just a little thing about that like yeah. how like you know he's like you know obsessed with her becomes kind of like her mm. like little buddy and then he tries to like put his moves on that could have been a whole movie yeah. on its own I don't understand the need for all the other elements that were put into yeah. it um, I agree with you. It's a yeah. story that never should have been told because it's, it's just so but but like but the thing is well, it's I'm just like twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen were both big flop years. Yeah. Like I yeah. I your mileage varies. I'm trying I'm, to figure out his last like unqualified hit here because well, I think it's like 
Age. Fan. Was Fan a huge hit? Fan though? was a hit. Fan was a hit. And okay. Dear Zindigi was. It, it, was, it was, a solid, solid, was solid. Yeah. Everyone loved him in that. I love. And him. Like, yeah. honestly, I, so I really wish that he looked at that role and yeah. kind of worked off of, of that. Be like, do more of that. Sometimes yeah. it's not bad to be a bit of a supporting character. And it was so refreshing to, to see, see him, him in a supporting role. Yeah. It was also so refreshing to see that dynamic yeah. between him and Alia. Yeah. But even before that, a Dale Hymushkill extended cameo. Kind of fun, but don't love the movie in general. No. Yeah. 2015 is Dale Wale, which that failed. Back to the well yeah. and so not very was, good. Yeah. 2014 Happy New Year. Happy uh, New Year is great. A movie we enjoy, but I could see a lot of people not enjoying it. Because I don't think of, it did as well yeah. as like the other, like the yeah other movie he did with Farah Khan. Yeah. So who know? And or then, um, Shanti, oh, oh, Shanti, and then 2013 yeah. is Chennai Express, which I remember was, Express that was a, a big hit. that's yeah. a big yeah. hit. Yeah. And Jab Tak Hai John in 2012. So like, yeah. Yeah. it's been 10, ten years yeah. since he's had an unqualified super success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it, like I think that's what it comes down to is the fact that he, as like his fifties hit, he was just trying to figure out where yeah. do I go from here, mm-hmm. and and it was like how do I kind of reinvent my career at this point? Because like I mean, think of like everyone's the biggest meme that was out before when um, the trailer for Breton dropped was. Um, 56-year-old Shark Khan with his abs, and then 55-year-old, I mean, the budget from Mohabbate. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. just that kind of, like, you know, this is a difference that we have in about, like, 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, you could still be in your 50s, you can still look freaking amazing and be a central hero compared to, like, I mean, the budget at that age was relegated into basically, you know, dad roles mm-hmm. and, you know, older individuals and, and secondary characters rather than forefront ones, right? I mean, I see you on that, but in Unshai, he did climb to the <laughs> <laughs> he went to the Everspace. He couldn't tie his shoe, man. He couldn't tie his shoe. He forgot, forgot how to tie his shoe. He forgot shoe. his Alzheimer's medication, but the fact remains that someone dressed as Amitabh Bachchan went to that yes. <laughs> that yes. base camp, and base from far away it looked kind of like him. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, but, like, Sharkon does look good. Oh. My dude is yoked. Seriously. With the hair... The abs, he yeah. just like a little bit of CGI in those, but you know, no, I mean, it's not as bad as like the CGI they did in Salman Khan and Jack, yeah. was it? No, <laughs> that was like yes. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiger, too, he's looking very stay puffed marshmallow man, yeah. I thought. Well, even but, but the thing is, is like again, he's looking good, but he's still he, you can't fake that swagger, you yeah. can't mm-hmm. fake the personality, that's, that's not that. CGI, you can't fake that charisma that he has the way he speaks like like even in that first like opening line of like mm-hmm. you know gunguru tutkae hai notch and the way he says it like it was just like cuz a it's a callback to war with yeah. the song mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then on top of it it's just that like kind of melodious voice that he has of it the huskiness where yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of like all the women are saying they're swooning swooming well he's flirting <laughs> he's flirting with everyone including exactly. a bunch of terrorists who yeah. are beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help it he just yeah. can't help it but he's just it's like it's one of those things where it's like nobody else could say that dialogue and make it sound as sexy as he did and then he jumps out of a window and surfs down the side of the <laughs> helicopter that was fantastic <laughs> so, uh, when I saw that I'm just like ah uh, yes. yes I'm 100% on board <laughs> so so I think that's a huge factor to the film's like to why um i mean it it is good yes but i think that's also a huge factor as to why like people showed up so much Mm -hmm. in in its opening Mm -hmm. and i think another another factor is just how bollywood and and we're not the 
first people to point this out, yeah. Bollywood hasn't been delivering over the past couple years. And yeah. there's Since been the so- pandemic, it's yeah. literally been like a downward slide. Like there's like average films that are become kind of semi-hits because mm-hmm. there's nothing else around yeah. it to compete against it, right? Surya Vanshi, cough, cough. <laughs> and, and the big films that we were waiting for, like, I mean, La Sangshada was delayed yeah. like by years and then finally comes out. It's a flop. Like, Amir Khan was expecting so much more from that film. And and the sad part about that was it got... It was a good movie. Like, because, I mean, I I took my my mom out to see it. And Mm -hmm. and for, like, a certain kind of, you know, age group of people, like, they really enjoyed it. But I think the biggest thing was... It was targeted heavily by a lot of like the boycott Bollywood yeah, trend in yeah. India, yeah. which really dampered how it played. Because lots of people, after it came out on Netflix, were coming out saying like, "Wow, that's such a good mm-hmm. movie! That's yeah. such a good movie!" And it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, I think it was Manav Vij who actually was like, "If you like the movie so much, you should like go pay like yeah. the <laughs> director and the producers the money for it." That they I lost. could only imagine like the Sikh politics at the yeah. beginning of that movie didn't do it any favors with the you know, right. ruling part. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's just one of those things where it's like, unfortunately, right now, the political climate of um, India also plays into a yeah. lot of the Bollywood politics. As well. yeah, and there was... There very was... absent politics about 20, 2005 or so in that movie. Like, oh, no more world events happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they... Literally glossed over yeah. everything. Yeah. And I don't want to get into... Too much about the, we talked about it so much. The, no, no, no about, we're back in it about the quote unquote <laughs> we'll controversy escape. around yeah. Patan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was starting to be some pushback from mm-hmm. BJP, and then Modi said, like, yeah. don't say anything about the film, like, don't comment mm-hmm. on the film unnecessarily, right. which is very interesting because that hasn't really been how those things have gone right. for the past yeah. couple yeah. years. They were yeah. co stars in Happy New Year, though, so. Modi and yeah, Modi's in it. They, they call him up. Is Remember? He? Oh, it's been a while. He yeah. like congratulates them for the dancing. I think at the end of that movie. Probably. I think yeah. I vaguely remember that. But I mean, oh, Shark's had a picture a with him too in the past, yeah. and and I think one of the biggest things is uh, Shark has learned to keep his mouth. Yeah. Quiet in the He's last. really good at playing yes, the politics. It is. It is interesting to kind of. To see some of the things he said before his son was arrested, yeah. yes. and how versus yeah. how he's acting now, and I, I, I don't have any opinions or commentary no. on that other than like I'm sure um, what he went through with his son, yeah, and seems awful. Like, yeah, that and seemed I, I really awful for for anything. I think he's just playing the role of like a protective dad now and yeah. just yeah. doing what he needs to do to get through his mm-hmm. life. Do gets criticized for everything though. Like I saw he commented on his daughter's Instagram, like "You look great." And like, what kind of man would tell his daughter look great? Like, I don't know, one who likes his daughter. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's such a random thing. It's like yeah, not everyone has the dirty mind of these people yeah. who are just criticizing all the time. That is weird. Yeah. But going back to Patan's yes. success, yes. so I do think the combination of like Shah Rukh Khan is back and just Bollywood not delivering for mm-hmm. a couple years and kind of this feeling that South Indian films are going to overtake mm-hmm. the box office, and they have overtaken the box office. I've continued to carry the torch for Bollywood <laughs> because I've been in this for a long time at this <laughs> point. Like, soon we will have been watching these movies for a decade. Um, and you know, I just, even, even when they're bad yeah. or even when they're not, you know, making a lot of money, I still find things to enjoy. I still find 
great movies that I think mm-hmm. maybe people are sleeping on. Um, yeah, but listen I think to our like, awards ceremony from a few episodes oh ago. You'll, you'll find some great uh, from there. Years year ago, ago. Yeah. not a few episodes ago. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think that's also a factor of just kind of audiences uh, are hungry for a hit. Yeah. <laughs> and so this arrives... It's connecting to other films that people love that or, which were, were hits. hits. Yeah. So it's just like it's just kind of this perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do I do think that there is maybe more um, interest from Western audiences, from non Desi audiences, because of RRR. Even though they're coming from different industries, these movies are mm-hmm. not connected in any way. But RRR has maybe just put Indian cinema in general on their radar. Yeah. And this is like another big thing. I agree. Yeah. They, they weren't the, interested in PS1, but yeah. this P- made their radar. PS1, we talked about it a little bit, but kind of a confusing movie. It took a while to like catch up on all the names. Yeah, there's and, so many yeah. characters in that one. Yeah. I was just like overwhelmed with all the people they keep kept yeah. on introducing. I, really I have liked to it. watch it again. They're, like before, before the, the, the next, next one, one comes yeah. up, yeah. I have to watch I feel it again. Like it's in April? Soon, Is yeah. It? But I'm gonna sit there with the Wikipedia article. <laughs> There's this. Um, I really liked it, but they don't explain the title until ten minutes before yeah. the end. Yeah, which There's is this, kind of a big deal. Uh, There's this artist Wusha film that came oh, out. The villainous. No, not no, the villainous. The, the assassin. assassin. Yeah. That came out a few years ago that I watched. It was incomprehensible, and. I then watched it, but the reviews were all amazing, so yeah. I then watched it a second time with the Wikipedia entry in my hand, and every single time a character would come on screen, I would go, okay, that's that person, this <laughs> is what happens with them. And this movie was so incomprehensible, I had no idea until I read the Wikipedia um, synopsis that there were characters who were twins. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a double role. And so PS1 was like the assassin yeah. for me all yeah. <laughs> No, it, yeah. it was quite quite intense. But yeah, so I think that was my our roundabout way of getting yeah. to why mm-hmm. Patan has been so successful. Also, yeah. it, uh, you know, there's an article uh, Mike McCahill wrote, quoting uh, Awesome Bernie, "Hot people doing cool shit." Yes, that is this movie. <laughs> I mean, extremely hot people. Yes. God, they're really hot. They all look good. Like even Deepika, like man, oh, like, man. like she's she's always banging. But this mm. one, she went out of her way, mm-hmm. and you're just like. Wow, she's scorching. Yeah, and also the best collection of earrings ever. Yes. They're amazing. Like, who was her stylist? Can we get a list of all the different, like, you know. Does she work on her ears? How can she lift them? I also really want that, like, yellow one-piece bathing suit. Okay. Incredible. So that was the other minor controversy is, like, this song is too sexy. And I'm like, if that's the controversy, I mean, (laughs) that's the problem here? Uh Uh-oh, okay. But it was interesting because in this, the movie itself, it was a completely different kind of cut. Like, it wasn't the full on song like they used it as kind of like a background thing for other things to happen right. and so I think it kind of took a like it kind of was interesting in that the song outside of its um, the movie itself had this kind of life of its own and yeah. within the movie it was completely different kind of setup yeah he's sneaking into her hotel room yeah. for half of it so yeah <laughs> that is kind of one of my if I have a complaint about music could be better. modern Bollywood oh mm-hmm. in this one um and I mean, and also in this in this one, is I do feel like the quality of music has gone downhill, and not as many like dance scenes. Yeah, and that's one thing that I love about Bollywood. And so like At I least... do kind of get disappointed when I only really got one. Yeah, and War like I mean had two fantastic yeah. dances like you know with Jaja Shiv Shankar and with the Kunguru like they're like yeah. I mean to this day like Jaja Shiv Shankar is like one song that you can watch just for the yeah. sheer how like, do their legs do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And even what? Yeah. Uh, the swag song. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It was dumb, but it was catchy. But still, it's catchy, right? Yeah. Like, I think like it's kind of interesting how they're they're starting to limit songs in a way yeah. in some, some of the storylines. But it also is also kind of funny in the sense of a lot of times the movies used to be three hours long because they had songs. Yeah. yeah. Now they're taking those out and they're still almost three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta fit more plot. Wow. <laughs> I would like some more songs. And that's one thing that I really like when we go back and we watch stuff from the 70s, stuff yeah. from the 80s, stuff from the 90s. And I'm Mark. like, ah, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm guaranteed at least three, if not five. Yeah. yeah. Like, Mart has a song every 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 That, uh, Few films can live up to Mart. You know, that, actually, now that I think about it, the movie that this reminds me of the most is Sean. <laughs> Do you know that one? Yeah, the, the, the Sippy, the, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Bachan, and uh, yeah. is it Shatragan Sinna's in that? And I, I think, think so. uh, Shashi? Yeah, Shashi's in yeah. it. Yeah. And I yeah. think Johnny Lever was in it. No, not Johnny, Johnny Lever. Johnny Walker was Johnny in Walker. it. Johnny yeah. Walker. Yeah. Owen like, Parveen Bobby. Yeah. But these yeah. kind of, like... Quasi Bond sort of here's an evil villain lair and you mm-hmm. have to do a new costume each time. I was yeah. keeping track of Deepika's costumes because I like looking at her. Yeah. But also like <laughs> she did the sort of like uh, oh Holly Goodhead in uh, Moonraker where she's got a mm-hmm. spacesuit on there. Yeah. And she uses it to do her uh, her speed skating. Like mm-hmm. it's that it it's just like an attention to detail with regards to classic spy movies mm-hmm. yeah. that I really liked and also whatever Sean was because I love Sean but I, it's unclassifiable it's like it's its own league yeah I do feel like though that the the chemistry and sexual tension between John Abraham Shower Khan and Topeka Patacone mm-hmm. was a little lacking like it didn't feel as fiery as it does between Tiger Shroff and Ruthric Roshan or between Salman Khan and Katrina Kaif well are we supposed to take uh, Deepika and Jim as a unit because like she's hanging around him but like they're not together. She well, didn't go that is, far into I his feel like orbit, right? I just wanted those... chemistry. I just yeah. want that little for some. Well, I guess it kind of was like interesting considering there's that little thing at the end where she was like, oh, do you want to like, you know, drown into my eyes or whatever? And he was like, I know the difference between a lava and ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that thing, it felt a little like just delivered, but you couldn't feel it because you yeah. couldn't yeah. see anything from before. Like if they're going to use that line, then I felt like there should have been some sort of spark or something between them before just to yeah. kind of make it seem like that was a bit more believable that there was this bit mm-hmm. and yeah. she's trying to play on that but otherwise it came kind of from left field like and then of course you know then that she like I mean it comes at a kind of pivotal point and that kind of is a give in, for her in a sense to him mm-hmm. right yeah. so and in the Russia yeah. scene like they should have hooked up and instead he's like here's my sad story <laughs> But there's just it's like a real, yeah, it's a real buzzkill for them hooking There's not the intensity that I feel like you have between the players in the previous films. Like yeah. the the sexual tension between Rithik Roshan and Tiger Shroff well, is incredible. <laughs> and in Act the Tiger, like Act yeah. the Tiger is a much more That's, like yeah. mid two thousands Bollywood. Like yeah. mm-hmm. is a meet cute and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, they don't do those anymore. In these no, new ones. in these new ones they they don't. And I feel like I mean to me when I actually revisit Act the Tiger to kind of build up towards it's just to see how things. Are kind of play out do you love its um representation or its depiction of the uk yeah <laughs> it's very, it's very sort of very 
Hugh Cash. Katrina Kaif's McKill's playing bagpipes and all that It's amazing. I love that movie. No, and it is like still one of my favorites to kind of go back. Like I can go watch the movie, I can listen to the music. But again, to me, it was more of kind of a spy romantic movie. Like it was more like their romance was the forefront than anything else. Like the spy aspect was kind of secondary. It was more about the fact that it was forbidden love and how are they going to make that work, right? And I think that's kind of what gives the gives the basis to like Tiger and Zoya as characters in the sense of like we got to see them kind of fighting for their relationship in a sense. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to Ake that Tiger, they're like they're a solid team. They're doing what they have to do and and they're playing together now in a sense on this mm-hmm. like you they know, have a kid now. They're yeah. co-parents. They're co-parents. Yeah. And uh, but then when you go into war, then it's all this like you know kind of like this like mentor mentee kind of relationship mm-hmm. that's going on and then. And of course there is that whole like the 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 male gaze was quite interesting mm-hmm. in that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. and um so then you come to this movie and it's kind of like i don't know if it was perhaps that there was three major characters mm-hmm. that made it harder to focus on because like now you've got a focus between deepika and shark and then there's also like deepika jim and then there's like jim and shark so like you've got all these little mm-hmm. extra kind of things that you have to kind of balance out that it took away from it because in all the other movies it's just two main points that you're working on it's four though because dimple's involved and you can't have a shark movie without him having a mom yes well and that was the relationship that i think felt the most developed whereas the three of the three of them felt just a bit more surface level and it just kind of i mean shower con and topeka product one of fantastic chemistry Mm -hmm. but i felt like other films in other films but i felt like they were relying more on you kind of buying into that pairing from before from before and did they didn't lay the groundwork as much as i think all three of them are giving great performances all three of them are incredibly sexy i should say four because dimple capadia (laughs) dimple capadia is also giving a great performance and it's also incredibly sexy so but like but for some reason they all kind of still seem in their own little well he can't have a romance story as well as a mom story yeah Uh, okay like it's not it's not long enough for that and for some reason, in, in Hindi films, he's usually like, he's like the son of India, basically. Yes. Like, yes. He, all the moms have to have their moment with Shara. Yes. And that kind of gets in the way of, like, boning downtime. So, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it has to please a lot of different mistresses, let's say. Yeah. How did people feel about John Abraham? Because I was, admittedly, not excited to see him, because we had just watched... Ekville in oh, Returns. Yes. And his performance in that. Oh my God. I'm glad that I had some time between Ekville in Returns and this movie because yeah. I didn't have to remember that. But in I, one week, basically. Yeah, it was no. a terrible performance. And like, he's capable of good performances. I mean, yeah. Ostana, come or, on. No, but no, like, no smoking. He's amazing. Oh, he's great in yeah. no smoking. I but, feel like oh. he's the type of actor that, like, there are a few of them, like, in Ashwari Rai to me is in, in that category where they need a really good director yeah. to get the best out of them. Because yes. they can't, you can't, it's not like Shah Khan where you can give him a scene and he will work on it himself. You need somebody to mentally kind of work on a few actors like John in order to get them into that mindset. And that's where, like, Siddharth Anand, I think, did a fantastic yeah. job of yeah. actually pulling that evilness out of him. Which he, makes yeah. sense because he's gotten yeah. the best performance ever out yeah. of Tiger Shroff when yeah. every other Tiger Shroff exactly. performance has been. Like, it's closer to yeah. race two yeah. than it is to a mm-hmm. uh, villain because yes. it's not relying on him. It's got his physicality, but also. 
John Abraham's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He can yeah. be very funny. He, he, he can, yeah, he can. He's charming and suave. Yeah. And that's the kind of villain he is yeah. instead of a weird psycho who doesn't say anything in that mm-hmm. villain, which. He's just like standing there. He's not that great at, at it. Yeah. Also, his swimsuit might be smaller than. Yeah, that was also the funny thing. It's like, oh, Deepika's swimsuit's too small. Like, well, well we didn't know yet what John, John was going to be wearing. John was going smaller, but... Um, yeah. But even, like, with John, like, in this, like, I felt like um, he had actually put in a lot more, like, mental work, perhaps, mm-hmm. to the role. And I, I do like the fact that Siddharth Anand and um, the writers gave him a really good backstory as yeah. to why he turned. Because I think that's the biggest thing, is you have to have the motivation for the villain so mm-hmm. that, and you can kind of understand why they go off the rails, like yeah. he did by the end of it. Because essentially, it was like, it's not just that, like, he's a mercenary. At this point, at the end, he's just, like, forget the money part. He's yeah. like, I'm doing it from my own personal aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and love that when he's telling the Pakistani general, yeah. Like, you think I need this money? Yeah. I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nihilist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things where it's like, you kind of really, like, having that backstory and everything, You it gave him a lot more to work with and be motivated to be that, like, as far evil as he could go. Yeah. Sort of a yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. He, he got Joker pilled. Yes. <laughs> so do you think this movie would be a good gateway for people who haven't because it is getting a lot more attention than Bollywood films usually get by people kind of who are not it's released as at familiar. the exact time yeah, yes. for people who are not as familiar with Bollywood or Indian cinema do you think this would be a good gateway for Bollywood and Indian cinema yeah I think so yeah. I think it, it's a good one because especially like even in Hollywood we have action movies mm-hmm. right and and we have like the Fast and Furious sequels and then you've got your Mission Impossible like these are all like we yeah. discussed before they they all of them kind of feed into what Bratan is in a yeah. sense because it basically is an all and out it's an all out and out action film yeah. mm-hmm. and it has fantastic action sequences so if, if you're into that kind of stuff like I think you can go out and have a really good time now or is everything going to make 100% sense? No. No. But if you can go in with the idea that it's it's an action movie, not everything is going to make sense, and just enjoy it for the visuals and for the uh, like, you know, the acting quality mm-hmm. of the people that are in it, I think they'll have a great time. Well, I think about- like the big thing that people yeah. um, wouldn't get is the Salman Khan cameo. Yeah. And I just think like if you like this then you'll be interested in going back to see those films. Yes. But I don't think Ek the Tiger would Ek be the best. the Tiger's a much different film. It wouldn't be the best. Tiger's, the best. In, the Tiger's in the Hay, what you would get. Yeah. yeah, Tiger's in the Hay, I think, would be the one to go revisit if yeah. anyone yeah. wanted to. Um, Ek the Tiger is just more of like a cute like, little it's thing. Classic. It's classic. It's, it's a romantic picture. comedy that has yeah. action sequences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I it just don't know if it would comedies. be the best. Yeah. Gateway. No, exactly. <laughs> it's his dumb comedy with like the nuclear doctor, and he's trying to yeah. break into his house, mm-hmm. and all this sort of silly stuff, which Pathan has no time for whatsoever. No, no. Almost no jokes. It's just like quips. Yeah, very much quips. Yeah, yeah. but War and Tiger's Indie. Yeah, those yeah. three. Those three. Yeah. They work together as a yeah. unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think War rules, is though. still my favorite of all of them. Yes, That's too. War favorite. is still yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I think Bhutan is perhaps like Bhutan and. Um, Ekta, uh, tigers in the Hay, I think, are kind of like at the same level for mm-hmm. me right now. But Ekta Tiger, even though it's really cute, like if you're looking at the action aspect of it, it's probably the weakest with the action. It's better with the romance, yeah. but it's kind of like that trade off there. Is that the my one favorite? where he drives the train? Yes. Yeah, that yes. was a fun scene. It was a good scene. Yeah. My favorite sequence in all of them, though, is that moment in Tigers in the Hay when Katrina F. Yeah. goes yes. in and liberates yeah. all those women. Like, that's, that's just. Yeah. 
Women's Every Day. International Women's Day, I play that video, and I'm just like, I feel. Yeah, we need amazing. to drop her into Afghanistan and take it care of the Taliban. It was interesting because before, when the teaser um, for Patan released, there was some journalist, I think, or somebody in India that had made a comment about, "Oh, finally, we get a properly like suited, like you know, um, female spy or something." And everyone yeah. was like, "Have you not seen tigers in the hay? Ikta tiger like Zoya's character, Agent Vino. Like these are yeah. women that were like." on point like yeah. female spies that were doing like a really good job and they had their hair tied up and everything like yeah. I don't know why that has to be a big deal but yeah. for this person it was but or it was, I know it's well, not a spy she's a cop but like yeah. Rani Mukherjee and Mardani yes. Like, yes. Yeah. well here's a question so I know it kind of comes with the territory but is there something to the fact that Pakistan only has female spies who defect <laughs> Is that like feminizing Pakistan in some Well, but way? when is the woman going to be from India and the man from Pakistan? Yeah. Who knows? But, like, that's one thing that I've been kind of, like, thinking about in the sense of, like, why did Deepika have to be, like, Pakistani out of all the, like, you know, yeah. things? Yeah. And I get it. It's, like, part of it is the fact that, like, she had to say that line about, like, you know, if, if my people found out what he was doing, then they would hang him. Sort yeah. of a deal, right? It's, it's to not make Pakistan evil. Exactly, exactly. There's at least one good one. One per- person speaking for like the majority of them in a sense. But yeah. at the same time, I really would like for them to ex- expand out. There's Sri Lanka nearby. Yeah. There's Bangladesh nearby. There yeah. are people of like different, like, you know, Lots of other spies could defect exactly. after falling in love with an yeah. Indian man. Like, you know, have a Spanish person or something. Who yeah. knows? But the idea is like, just break out of this mold. If we're going to stick with India and Pakistan, let's have... Karina Kapoor yeah. as our Indian spy and Fawad Khan. Oh, yes. yes. There we go. Yes. Yes. As yeah. our male spy. Bring, because him, bring him back. I miss him. I miss him so much, As too. DJ Ali. Bring him back. He was he was undercover the whole <laughs> oh, time. Through, through a a deal and much kill. Yeah. But yeah, that, there should be... I, I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's trying to make the Pakistani leadership evil, which a lot of other Indian movies do not do. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So it, it kind of covers that on like... They really like that part in Tigers into Hay where it's like, if we ever teamed up, we would have the best cricket team of all yeah. time. That's such a good scene. More yeah. moments oh, like that would be good. Which reminds me, I would like Isis Ryan to come back. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that guy? In uh, Tigers into Hay, there's a uh, red-headed, like, Irish-looking oh, guy, right. basically, yeah. who's with the Taliban. And right. it's like, did they trade him to the IRA? Like, who, who, who went to Ireland? Because, yeah, his name yeah. was Ryan. Isis Ryan. Isis Ryan, yeah. yeah. And he's, a, he's like a stunt guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, Did but he still, survive? Let's find out. He's we'll a find out. white, red-headed terrorist. Yeah. yeah. In well, ISIS. Guess, we'll find out, because uh, Tiger 3 is coming out in November, as far as I know. So, and and you, you yeah. do think they'll bring back Isis Ryan? Yeah. Who knows? Like, the I'm rise of Isis so. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll find out sooner but, than later. Uh, this is so much better than the cop universe, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh my way, God. way better. I've never been invested in Rohit Shetty's cop Because no. to me, a lot of it is truthfully misogynistic. Incredibly so. It's um, very... The women in those movies have no role to play whatsoever. They're always relegated into yeah. the background. And the violence in it... Like, I mean, not to say this movie didn't have violence, but it's a lot of unnecessary violence yeah. just to kind of, like, glorify a certain type of person in that, right? Yeah. Whereas here is like they're violent because they have to. It's a matter of life and death. Yeah. And I like Singham one, but all yeah. the other ones, I don't know. They're very like fashy. Like, yeah. Even like I like the Debon movies better, 
but not by much. Yeah. <laughs> I've never liked a Rohit Shetty film. I think the one that <laughs> Circus I've, definitely didn't do it for no, you. No, I think the one I've gotten closest to enjoying was Chennai Express, which doesn't yeah. connect to his cop films. But I think it was only because it was the first time I had seen Shah Rukh Khan in years. Because I saw Dilsey when I was in university. Yeah. And... Seeing him for the very first time dancing atop that train, like I just, I completely fell in love with him, but I had no way of uh, navigating Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I yeah. briefly studied it in university and there was just no, didn't know how to like see the films. And Dilsey is kind of an it, outlier mm-hmm. for yeah. indie films in general. But I so. didn't know how to see the films, um, yeah. especially with subtitles. I didn't know what to watch. They weren't, like, we didn't have streaming services. And so then years later, um, when we started to get into, yeah, 10 years now, because that was 2013, and that's when we started to watch Bollywood movies regularly and and, and start to kind of become fans and and so much, and and, and interested in the industry in the way we are now. Um, And so Chennai Express was the first time I had seen him since I saw Dilsey. In university, and I was just so excited. And then I was like, "But I don't like this movie, but I love him." Yeah, and Deepika's so, in that too. Yeah, right? Deepika's yeah. And, and so I was. And she's just also like, the same I, character in Circus, as I recall. Yeah. yeah, I was like, so I love these actors, but I didn't really like the movie. I, I'd be interested to to go back to it because it's the only one that I it's the only one I would rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> Out of Rohit that's probably the only one that I actually have probably watched about twice and I think part of it is like the comedy bits of it I found a little bit more like actually kind of funny but a lot of it also does <laughs> play into a lot of cultural stereotypes oh, which yeah. I have a bit more problems with yeah. and so it's, it's like one of those things where it's like I feel like Rohit Shetty as a, a director he he loves the stereotypes, mm-hmm. and he he does not like to break free of them, and that's where I think he and I have a bit of an issue because I'm like, <laughs> there's more to life than just the way that you know people had used to seen it. Like, yeah. show something new, show something a little different, and and even with Bhutan, like I think that's the biggest thing is like it's showing Shah Rukh Khan in a full action hero, yeah. right? And and I think that that was amazing to see him like all out like. This is what he does. And and I love the fact that, because you know he's physically not the most, like, he's not tall. He's mm-hmm. generally not super built or whatever. So when they had, like, him and John Abraham kind of against each other, you could see that different in stature yeah. quite a bit. But they always made it that he was, it wasn't like Shark was, like, beating John down, like, consistently. Like, it was mm-hmm. kind of equal. And sometimes you would think that John actually had the best of him. Yeah. In a sense, right? And and there was always... Oh, yeah. There was thing. a moment when I thought yeah. I was going to die. Exactly. Like, and I th- loved that they kept it realistic in that sense. Because in a real-life setting, it, the person... Abraham like, will just break him in half. Exactly. <laughs> He's huge. And, the only way Shark can actually survive is being cunning and being yeah. outsmarting somebody else. But physically, he would never live up against to like John Abraham. It's using like, the word realistic for this. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That is right after the scene where John Abraham just pulls like a wire that's holding two helicopters oh, right. and yeah. Yeah. it down. But like, it's sort of like a like a brawler fighting game because Shark, you could tell that they used a lot of kicks. Like mm-hmm. he. It, that that's where you could keep people away is by kicking yeah. them. Whereas uh, you know, uh, Tiger's going to be up there with the fists. Yeah. So yeah. that means that we need someone who has like a boomerang or something next. That that would be the next <laughs> the next mm-hmm. member of the the squad. Yeah. And I will say that one of the things I love about Shah Rukh Khan is that he he has 
such a range and he's always trying new things. Mm-hmm. When we've gone back to his early career and seen things like Vazigar mm-hmm. and Dar, it's yeah. really kind of um, it really he kind commits. of he's he's super he commits, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it really kind of unlocked Shah Rukh Khan for me, yeah, because um, he's really not just this romantic and hero. I think he has such an edge to him, mm-hmm. and I do think that, and I, I don't know, it's maybe unfair to compare them all the time, but you know, Kandana does this on their entire podcast, and <laughs> I think like I I appreciate that he is always kind of trying something different and new, whereas I feel like Salman Khan and Amir Khan are just kind of stuck in their lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. Well, I think the biggest thing is Amir Khan loves to be like the pseudo-intellectual and yeah. likes to overthink everything that he yeah. does, whereas Salman's like, I'm just big and I like to beat things up. Yeah. So stick with that. Word. And, so but I'm lovable. Yeah. Well, but I'm such a lovable scam. And then maybe like yeah. Bajrangi Bajan was the best version of that, but yeah. think of like Humdil Dechuke Sanam. He was so good as like a romantic yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I just, he never I, does that. What I'm saying is I feel like the two of them gotten stuck in their yeah. lanes, yeah. whereas like Chark is still trying to yeah. Yeah, diversify Amir himself. would be an alien or a guy with a mental disability yeah. or anything for the rest of his life. He would happily do that. Yeah. 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 And I'm really excited about Jawan. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good, and it's the isn't it that it's Atli the director? Atli's directing, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. But for me, so like seeing Shah Khan's like career trajectory, I saw him more as the antihero and the villain first, because like mm-hmm. literally that's how he got his breakthrough. Like, yeah. I mean, he had made Kabiha, Kabina, but that was kind of like his early debut and didn't bring up too much traction. But it wasn't and like his until, TV stuff. Yeah, yeah. Never saw that. But for me, it was I think it was Dar first, and then Bazigar that I saw him and I was like, wow, this guy can like really act or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was then going from there and having that kind of breakthrough as like an actor of being known and noticeable and that name was now starting to kind of pop up. And then going from that and doing a complete like, you know, 360 degree change to like DDLJ <laughs> and being all of the out and out, like, you know, romantic lead was like, it was shocking in a sense because yeah. like you were used to seeing him because he's also an unjob that also came out mm-hmm. with Madhuri Dixit, right? Yeah, we couldn't yeah. get a hold of it. I don't oh, remember. No. Yeah. We, but, we looked for it. Yeah, so he had like those like three, four mm-hmm. films at that time and so for him to go from those kind of like anti-hero dark kind of roles to like all of a sudden now comedy, romantic kind of lead, <laughs> it was quite the change. Then yeah, he, he did that quite successfully for a number of years until, yeah. you know, here we are now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The range. He has yeah, the range. Yeah, he has the range. He, he has the ability. Yeah. So, so I think anyway. we're all in agreement that we, that we... That Best movie I've seen all year. That this is like... <laughs> <laughs> that, we're, yeah. that we recommend Patan and yes. hopefully it's a sign of things to come for Bollywood this year. Well, I mean, it was interesting to see for the first time a movie in Bollywood... Like in, Bollywood actually delayed a, um, their release date because mm-hmm. they wanted Bataan to do the numbers that it's doing and they yeah. knew that they probably couldn't compete against it so Garthic Aryan's next movie Shazada is yeah, now releasing a- in Karthik Aryan <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. but he's got a following right he's I know he was pretty good in Bobalaya too I'll give him yeah. that much I like I, that I, I like I'm that actually movie. side note not really looking forward to Shazada as much because I saw the first movie Alavantivka Purimum okay because um, I I because when Ar- Alu Arjun's Bushpa came out, I was kind of curious about him, mm. so I went back and watched some of his like more recent movies, and that was yeah. one of them, because it came out, I think, in 2018, 2017 or so. And the music in that was amazing. Like, Bhuttabama was a big hit, and there's Ramalu, which was really catchy. And I listen to that soundtrack when I'm driving sometimes, but 
with the Shazada like songs coming out now, I was like, these are none, none of them appeal to me right now. <laughs> like yeah. I have no inkling of wanting to watch this. And Tabu was also in the mm. original, so I was like, who doesn't mm. want to see Tabu on screen? Tabu should be in the Spy Universe. Seriously, they should bring her back. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, she would be good too. She'd yeah. be so good. Yeah. yeah. And she's going to be in Bola, which yes. I think that's kind of the next thing I'm excited about because... I'm not excited that ex- about it. The trailer explains nothing, yeah. but I'm, it, it could be the next Chevet, which I would be happy with. Yeah. Len Chevet was bad, but at the very least, it was some, like it, it, was, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it went places. But I'm not I'm not excited about this Rambeer Kapoor film because I hate Love, Ranjan. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm confused as to why people are excited about this. I don't know. I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm not feeling any of this right now. I'm not a fan That's of That's not Shudder Animal. Kapoor. That's... Uh... No, it's the other one with Shudder Kapoor yeah. and... And, and uh, him where because Animal's the cover sing guy I hated yeah. that movie so yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's coming out much later I yeah. don't remember the this name of this this one's called Tujuti Mamakar I think mm. that one basically where they're both lying to each other over something or other yeah and it's just like it seems like such a typical Love Ranjan has thing. a yeah. uh, chip yeah. on his shoulder about his... women so oh yeah. C- yeah. clearly yeah although yeah. yeah. he's married now and I'm like how does his wife find his movies like appealing yeah being rich covers up a lot of that <laughs> cracks in that wall well I think we should wrap things up yeah Nim thank you so much for well, for inviting us to come to the movies with yeah. you and then for coming by tonight did your friends and... like it yeah I think they all overall enjoyed it like I mean they found it quite some of them quite different from what they were used to yeah but I think by the end of it like having let go of their like you know judgments and their thoughts of like things in the past i think they all came out like more excited about what was going to come than um before once you get to the jetpacks i mean yeah because yeah. it, it didn't seem like they were watching as much modern bollywood yes. as we did yeah, yeah. no 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 for yeah. sure for yeah. sure they're they're quite behind on it <laughs> but well, lots of good stuff to catch up on. yeah no and it's i mean i think if anything it just does show that they're the range of bollywood has and, and mm-hmm. the ability of where it can go if, if yeah. it really wants to go yeah right so, Nim, where can people follow you online if they um, would like to hear more of your opinions <laughs> and your spicy gossip? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Maple Brownie. <laughs> and recipes, too. Yes. You're that's... Co- cooking good stuff up on Instagram all the time. Yes, yes that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you again. I like. I don't know how to end an episode. Yeah. It's, it's been so long thank since you. we've had someone it's in person. Yeah. yeah, it's been so long since we've had a guest, let alone no. what actually in the yeah. flesh. Yeah. So thank um, you guys for having me. Oh, this is fun. And I, yeah, anytime you guys want me back, I'd be happy to come. Perfect. Back. Yes, we need to have you back for a not surprise <laughs> bonus episode, but uh, one like a real. But we ended by saying, episode, even though this one is still just as long. Um, yes. So thank you again, Nim. Uh, Where can you find us? No, I was something about we will be back. Matt, we oh. will be back in uh, like a week or two weeks. I don't know. This is a bonus episode. This yeah. is, who Rules knows? Out the window. Um, <laughs> what, what are we going to be doing next time, Matt? Uh, we will be back uh, whenever we come back. And we are watching Cinema Mate Dumtak, which is a Vasanbala-led TV show that is produced by Vice Magazine Studios. And it's about... Uh, Z-grade filmmakers kind of given one last shot to uh, make a movie, and so far, really charming. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at that, and then possibly another uh, TV show down the line, seeing how things work out. And where can people find us in the meantime? Uh, at Bollywood Pod on Twitter. I'm Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You're at Ernie Fraser. If you're a fan of the show, you can leave us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you 
listen to your podcast. Uh, and then we'll give you some fifth of points. The reviews and star ratings really do encourage us. Um, we really do appreciate them. While you're doing that, you can also listen to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. And we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Uh, Tuffy would join Joker, and he would be the best boy spy. <laughs> okay, beautiful. There we go. <laughs> beautiful. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers was brought to you by the Well Endowed Podcast. The Well-Endowed Podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. On the latest episode, 140, More Than Food, uh, Aubriana Snow learns how the Edmonton Food Bank goes beyond food to support community members. For more information about the Well-Endowed Podcast, or to just subscribe to it because it's good, go to the Well-Endowed Podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. Offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and a profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you are choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kazowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more about uh, Park Power at parkpower.ca.